0: what's up gang how are you guys doing out there tonight we're talking about the future of dc movies tvs and animated james Gunn was spitting this week my man came out swinging he said listen we've got a plan and i'm gonna let y'all know about it it's so crazy bro oh my god but before we get into any of that we got our very own dot chris to talk about it that's right
1: in gun we trust
0: Ooh, in gun we trust. So for those unaware, James Gunn, the co-CEO of DC, along with his boy Peter Safran, laid out and dropped some bombs this week about the future of DC. Now, in a video, he said, listen, everyone, I know DC's sort of been compartmentalized and it's kind of been a hodgepodge of this and that. It's been this weird taste and gumbo of things that you don't like and some things that you do like. Listen. Here is what's going down. First up, Shazam! Fury of the Gods. The continuation of the first Shazam! movie, right? So a little boy gets imbued with the powers of the pantheon of gods, you know, like the speed of Solomon and stuff like that. He's looking for his mother. He thought his mother got away from him at a carnival. Turns Mm -hmm. out she... Abandoned him on purpose. He thought that, hey, someone else can raise you better. He got into a foster care. He didn't really care for the family later on in the movie. He cared for them and then he imbued them with the powers of Shazam. The whole family has the powers of Shazam now. They're, they're all superheroes. And this next movie, it's about these two guys that are coming through saying, hey, we need these powers. We're going to take them back from you. Y'all don't deserve them. Give them up or else we're going to kill your whole family. Ooh, <laughs> sounds interesting. That, James Gunn says, is going to go directly into the flash movie chris which is going to reset the entire dc universe it is confirmed the Flashpoint movie is going to reset everything into a new slate and for those who don't know what the flash point movie is essentially barry allen who is the flash um wants to stop the death of his mother when he was younger his mother was brutally murdered uh in their house so he uses the speed force travels back in time to stop it but like any time travel movie or any time travel property he messes up the timeline Barry always messing up the timeline and when he tries to make it right he messes it up even more to a point where in the story comes to a point where the whole thing just resets sort of to a new universe so that's going to reset Zack Snyder stuff into all the new stuff and thank god I don't care if you Zack Snyder fans want to come for me bro I don't I don't care you nerds give me your lunch money in the streets all right, listen. <laughs> Zack Snyder's a great visual director, but needs to get out of his way when it comes to writing. I'm I'm sorry, <laughs> that's just my opinion. I think he's a great visual director, and I don't think he's such a great writer as a director. He needs a writing team that'll be like, hey, this doesn't work. This works. This is kind of weird. What is this part of the story? But there was no one to ever tell him no. So he gave us weird stories, an emo Superman. You know, I, I do like his treatment of Batman, but the all in all, those heroes were I always saw as Elseworld. You know, Raruto and Chad, Aquaman was mad. Wonder Woman was mad. Man of Steel was great. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, especially that one one eighty four 84 man. Ah, just uh, all those types of movies, you know. Um, but then James Gunn says, that movie is going to go into Blue Beetle. Ooh, okay. So the Blue Beetle movie is okay. The Blue Beetle movie is perfectly fine. We were wondering if that was going to get scrapped or not. It stars uh, one of the lead actors from uh, Kerber Kai. He's really good. If you guys ever watch Cobra Kai, he's the kid who plays Miguel. So Blue Beetle is coming up after The Flash. Then James Gunn says that goes into Aquaman 2. Hmm. Aquaman 2 is still happening. Now, Chris, let's pause here for a minute. So we Mm -hmm. got Shazam of the Gods, which goes into The Flash. Flash Reads says everything goes into Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle goes into aquaman 2 now what's your reaction hearing james can say aquaman 2 is still happening and it's still part of this new slate
1: i guess the question is where the movie's gonna fall in the timeline because i feel like you can still like have it happen but then ever the events of it just get erased anyways depending on if they're actually gonna have like the movies appear chronologically i mean it's probably like they had there's so much hype behind something like that that you can't really stop it in its tracks at this point. I mean, he's got to be tight with James Wan. Like, let's be honest too. He's gonna let oh, yeah. he might let that let that <laughs> one sneak through. Um, I mean, it also made a but, billion
0: dollars. That kind of helps, maybe.
1: Jason Momoa is a freaking force of nature as Aquaman. Like, let's let's be honest. He's great. It weirds me out that they're keeping the Flash, but they're getting rid of Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. But they're still keeping Aquaman. I get that, but they're like resetting a bunch of other stuff.
0: And also getting going to hand her. This is weird to me.
1: But yeah, get her. And apparently there was also also reports he kind of cl- tried to clarify things as well, where it wasn't that he wasn't fired. It was that they never actually hired him. So like DC reached out to him and then was like, "Hey, you should announce this because we're probably going to use you in a thing." But they never actually like papers never passed uh, or something like that, which is I don't know, whatever. Um, splitting hairs a little bit, but. That's fine. Um, but I what's weirding what's weirding me about this whole thing as well is that he talks about this like else what Elseworld type stuff. Like some stuff is gonna be clarified as Elseworld. Why are they not just releasing the freaking Batgirl movie?
0: Ooh, As Elseworld. Like it's Ooh. done.
1: You already acknowledged we're gonna be labeling things as not canon, right? Mm-hmm. So why not just release it? It's done. It's free money.
0: There was actually um, uh, there was actually an event that took place and it's documented in some article. I forget it. it's either Variety or something like that. But um, sort of around this time that James Kennedy was making this announcement, there was actually a press event that took place. And somebody yeah. asked James, yes, yeah, somebody actually asked James Gunn and Peter Safran that question, in yeah. in which case uh, Peter Safran said like, uh, so so the question was essentially was, what's happening with the Batgirl movie? Why aren't you releasing it? What's going on here? So Peter Safran and guys, remember, uh, the people like the the DC didn't have its own studio. It was just Warner Brothers mm-hmm. making stuff. So, yeah. um, you know, like Dave Zaslav, the head of Warner Brothers now, who owns Discovery, said, hey, we're going to make a DC studio. We need someone to, to head this, to front it. So he made James Gunn, director of Guardians of the Galaxy, and Peter Safran, uh, a producer in Hollywood. You guys know, like, a lot of his stuff he's also a writer with, with James Gunn. Um, So Peter Saffron and James Gunn are co-CEOs, so they both have a voice to answer questions. So what Peter Saffron said uh, in the article was essentially to this reporter um, was it's unreleasable. Peter Saffron said he's seen it. He said there were some good people involved in making it. Oh, man. But in having seen it, he said it, it wouldn't do anyone involved with that a favor by releasing it. And it's unreleasable. Ooh. I was like, whoa. And they quoted him. He said, you can quote me. <laughs> it's in writing. It's in black and white. I was like, wow.
1: I mean. But but they let Suicide
0: Squad come out? Come on. What do you mean, though? The second one?
1: <laughs> no, the first one. Oh, first oh one. the first, gotcha, first gotcha, one. Gotcha, trash. Second gotcha. one, it's yeah, real yeah. good
0: stuff. Well, I mean, this is a new regime. I mean, it's a good point, but it's a new regime, right?
1: Uh, right well, now it's a new regime. Now it's yeah, a new yeah. regime. But, but I mean, oh it, it,
0: I, I think I think it goes to show that there are adults now behind the wheel who there's there's someone there to actually say there's some
1: quality control.
0: Yeah, exa- yes. Thank you. That's exactly <laughs> what I was looking for. Chris quality yeah. control. There is some adults in the room with some quality control who is like, we, we can't do this. I mean, he, he didn't say anything disparaging. You know, he and I like the part where he said it's not going to do anyone involved any favors because the two directors and there was two guys who, who directed that thing. They're going to continue to work with those guys. They, they met with them, and these guys uh, did some, some projects with, uh, with Disney in that uh, they did mm. some episodes of um, the, the Kamala Khan show. I want to blank it on that. Uh, Miss Marvel. Ms. Yeah, Marvel. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the, the two guys who worked, and it did uh, some episodes of Miss Marvel. And also, it was publicly made that Peter Safran and James Gunn told those two guys, the two directors of Backer, that they're going to continue to work with them in what capacity. They don't know for now. Mm. But they said, we're going to continue to work with you. So in Peter Saffron right. saying it's not gonna do anyone any favors by releasing it, I think maybe he's actually doing them a sir Yo, I, I I I would be like, listen, man, okay, I tried my best. It wasn't what you thought. You said it's unreleasable, you're not gonna release it. I'd be like, that kind of sucks because we spent a lot of time on it. But if that's what you think, then hey, that's perfectly fine. But man, I, I re- a lot of people are bummed by that because they just want it released. But I think having me hot take, maybe maybe they're right. Maybe it actually is. A pile of shit. Maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's actually Maybe it's actually a piece of shit. I mean, come on, like guys, 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 guys. DC fans, can you tell me everything DC released was a banger? Can you tell me everything yeah. on the CW was a banger? Was everything DC live action on screen a banger? Come on, no. How many of those properties should have been told this is unreleasable? How many of those properties should have been told we're not going to release it just so we help everybody out behind the scenes in this industry? Come on! Let's come on!
1: You know. <laughs> but you don't think that, like, they they get the first few releases under their belts, right? So that they're like, all right, these are the things that we produced. Check our shit out. We got a track record. We're reliable. We're just going to put it on friggin' HBO Max. Like, we're not, we're not putting it in theaters where we're throwing the world, slapping it on there. But, like, this exists. It's a thing. It's not in the main canon. It's just a thing that's done watch it if you want just let it happen. Like you don't think that they would drive like millions of views to HBO just for people to out of curiosity. <laughs> right? Mm. I mean, I get, I know, artistic integrity and I think a lot of what what he was talking about was very artistic integrity, but I'm just like the damn thing's done, guys. Yeah. Whatever. You know what? It's your it's your studio. You guys do what you want. Maybe it's the right decision.
0: Now, Chris, I like that you brought up the Elseworlds thing, because it's something I want to ask you. How do you think the general audience is going to do with certain properties being named Elseworlds and them releasing the main story properties? Because we can kind of parse that information as, like, geek fans, right? Like, we, we, we know, okay, we, we're familiar with Elseworld stories, mm-hmm. and James is saying we're going to be labeling stories that are not the main canon as Elseworlds. But, like, how are regular people going to possibly understand it. How is that going to go over with the general public? Is that a good idea?
1: I think that they already have with, oh, especially with Joker and the Batman. I think they, again, like have some pretty hefty trains barreling down the tracks that people want that may not fit into their vision, but it's, there's just too much money involved to, to pull it all together. Right. So let them finish out the things that were planned let them do those big budget movies, make it happen, um, and release those on their own. And then maybe they'll be done with what they would call quote unquote elseworld properties. Um, they did, James Gunn did talk a lot about how he really wants the director's visions to come through, to really feel like things have different vibes. So, you know, maybe they do do those like weird little one-off events every once in a while. That's something, something different, kind of like, um, like Marvel's what if, right? If they do a similar thing where it's just like, hey, what let's do, you know, a samurai Batman live action movie or something because like why the hell not? And we'll just make it else world whatever. So I mean it it allows them to be like, this is the main thing we want to do. We can still finish off these other big movies. We can still do weird stuff if we want to, as long as we just slap this label on it, people will still love it. So it's an interesting, it's a very interesting concept Seeing there's going to be stuff in canon, stuff without outside of canon.
0: So the main part of the DCU that James can highlight, and this is the meat and potatoes where, mm-hmm. where everyone is just like, okay, what's really going to happen? He said that he and Peter Safran mapped out an eight to 10 year plan for film, TV, and animation in chapters. The first chapter being called Gods and Monsters. Let's freaking go. The first property to come out is going to be called Creature Commando, It's an animated TV series with the same voice actors playing the live action versions of the animated projects, which I think is awesome. So if you have like Ron Perlman playing a character in the animated, you're going to see him in live action as that character. And that's something that that Marvel said they were going to do, which they haven't mm-hmm. they, 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 they technically sort of done it, but I think DC's really going to hone in on that yeah. because the DC animated has always been bangers. Always yeah. even the stuff that's like okay is still really good.
1: Dude, Harley Quinn has gotten so such good reviews. I haven't seen it myself, but I've had people like talk to me about like, have you watched this show? I was like, no, it's really freaking good. But we did watch, um, you know, previously on on the podcast, we actually watched um some of the, the DC animated stuff. Um, and it was like really good, like surprisingly good. So those are a huge hit. But the interesting thing is now if you're coming in bringing different voice actors, that means that that whole well-established universe in the animated stuff is now also getting a reboot. The
0: next project to come up is Waller. It's about Amanda Waller, played by Viola Davis, who's gonna team up with the Peacemaker team. Yeah, remember those boys, <laughs> remember that show? <laughs> Do you really wanna taste it? I came in for that. Viola Davis is such a great actress. She she is incredible in every project, every property she's in. She's perfect Amanda Waller. Like growing up on the animated like DC, tv shows and movies amanda waller was always this like shadowy government figure who got things done and Viola davis was perfect casting for this thing so james Gunn talking about how you know all the animated people are going to be in live action Viola davis can go back and forth she has the action tops for mm-hmm. that i can't wait to see what this is going to entail the next property coming up we got what james gunn calls the true beginning of the dc universe And it's something he's writing. He has his elbows in, his elbow grease, and his sweat. And that's going to be Superman Legacy. That's right. The big old Superman movie coming July 11th, 2025. I can't wait to see what they're going to do with this thing. James Gunn was talking about how Superman is a light and hope for the world. They're going to have the true golden era. Superman. None of this Zack Snyder down and dour is not gonna save his dad for whatever reason. He he's he's whining, complaining. He's a little bitch. No smoke to Henry Cavill.
1: (laughs) Just Zack Snyder's writing. Listen, he's a great Superman, but I'm gonna say it. Man of Steel's trash. I said it. <laughs> Shots fired. I said it. Snyder said fans it.
0: coming at Chris. Oh, man, as if you nerds weren't coming at him already. You um-action oh, nerds in those in those YouTube shorts. <laughs> yep. But Chris, man, what, what are you? what's your reaction to hearing this from James Gunn? Talking about this is going to be like like another golden a Superman, where he's like truth, justice, the American way, like the golden boy that we know.
1: I think that, like going back to – that's kind of the, the vibe that you got from kind of the classic Superman movies, um, which kind of have – I think that we're in an era where there's a lot of things that are made that are very like nostalgic and looking back that we talk about how that like kind of Steven Spielberg Amblin feel like that big adventure feel to it. And I feel like when Superman returns came out, um, with Brandon Ruth, Routh, whatever, um, I feel like we weren't ready for that vibe. Like that movie, if it had came out in like the eighties or the early nineties in like a, a normal sequence of when a sequel should happen, like that probably would have absolutely crushed. Um, but I just don't think we were in that kind of era, like wanting something that's that big, that optimistic. I think that was like 2007, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but now we have things, you know, we have like stranger things. Like everyone loves stranger things has that kind of, youthful hopeful thing going for it um, and I mean even looking at like Ted lasso is a phenomenal show that's about that optimism we've found ways to bring that kind of vibe back it's almost like we're we're coming out of the Nolan era of making everything dark and broody which they he did a great job of but like when you have something we were so used we were so used to those dark and broody um, DC stories when we have something that that's brighter and lighter, um and is done with the weight of what that character should be, then they I think they can knock it out of the park. Um I'm excited for it. I'm ready for I'm ready for a Superman reboot on it because I I man, Man of Steel was was rough.
0: I sort of enjoyed Man of Steel. I liked the the, the realism that, that Zack Snyder was trying to portray, right? Because he was looking over at Marvel and seeing how, you know, Iron Man was made to mm-hmm. feel real, made to feel in our world, right? A bit uh, you know, like like this guy could be flying up there in the sky in this metal suit. Yeah. And that's sort of the feel he was going for in Man of Steel. Like, I love wa- watching, like, the flight scene where, you know, like... Uh, <laughs> oh, incredible. Dude, uh, I mean, just, like, Absolutely. the Hans Zimmer score, him bursting into the air, like, like the thunderous drums and the horns and absolutely incredible i mean even though i remember it sitting in the theater with him the, the fight with him and zod and just having that third-person view superman just flying and punching zod like the right points into left. sears i, I was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just the camera angles that zack snyder was using for that and then how they just like fought up into space and like they wrecked a Wayne satellite and like brought it back down to earth <laughs> and just with again the score swelling up i was like damn they are absolutely going for them. this is insane yeah. You know, but again, because Zack Snyder, I think, is a great visual director, but a lot yeah. of the movie, like tonally, it, it, it was it was way too long. It was way getting too to tower. that point
1: was just like, what the hell is happening? Uh, <sighs> yeah. But it was gratuitous. Mm. But it, like the fight was gratuitous. I was like, man, if they just Pacific Rim this bitch, <laughs> seriously, yeah, yeah, But, <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Every, everyone was sort of rejoicing when James Gunn was talking about how this is going to be that golden age era of superman and james kind and peter Safford are just like hey man like we know what you guys want we're fans of this stuff too and and we're gonna give it to you this world mm-hmm. needs hope this world needs light you know out of everything we've been going through in our real lives here with the pandemic with everything else that's going on we need like to go to the movie theater and experience something mm-hmm. beautiful which is another reason why movies like avatar have been doing so well i mean its core it's a story about a family and staying together and love and all this other stuff and it's, it's doing very well with people i mean families are going to see it more than once because it's such an experience and it's great So I think, you know, Superman coming back is that and James Gunn saying, we're going to give you the real Superman. I'm like, let's go, (laughs) let's go. But the next property here, guys, is something I'm looking forward to. And this whole announcement, like I'm looking forward to this the most. I'm a huge fan of this property and I couldn't believe James Gunn went ahead and announced this. So there is an HBO TV series in this slate, a part of the DC cinematic universe called Lanterns. It's going to be Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. James Gunn said it's going to be like True Detective in which the Lanterns, who, for all of you who don't know, are essentially space cops watching over the precinct of Earth. They're going to discover a terrifying mystery that will tie into the larger DC universe. I cannot possibly wait for i've been wanting an actual good green lantern or lantern core movie property something for the longest time as a kid i love watching the animated dc uh justice league justice league unlimited and i loved john stewart as green lantern i liked hal jordan as well but i, I love the character of john stewart it was it was you know my green lantern growing up and i love the character i love the powers i love the cosmic story that happens with the green lanterns i love when they go but i mean the dc released uh, a recent um reimagining of that john stewart story that animated movie was was pretty good i liked it a lot and i can't believe james gunn said this is going to be like a big story mm. on hbo i mean like, with with hal jordan they're not even like there's not just one it's how yeah, jordan and it's John Stewart, two of the best Green Lanterns, period, in this thing, and it's so crazy, and especially the art as well. You have Hal Jordan as the the Green Lantern's willpower, but you have John Stewart in sort of yellow light. I'm like, is that hosting like the, the Daily Show? The fear? Again. Yeah, <laughs> John Stewart coming back. <laughs> <Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da>. <laughs> It's so sick, but uh, yeah, I was looking around. I was just like, "Yo, like, like yellow is is sort of the uh, the 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 fear, like, or is is this like? I, I don't know if this art is indicative of what's going to happen, or if he's just because uh, he's using the comics as reference for these mm. announcements. So I don't know if if Hal Jordan and uh, John Stewart are both going to be greens, or John Stewart is going to be yellow with the the sinister mm. or the fear. I don't know what's going on here, but I can't wait. You have Hal Jordan and John Stewart, two of the best Green Lanterns. Period. I mean, I rock my Green Lantern ring everywhere I go, <laughs> every single day. I can't possibly win it. I love these characters. I love the Lanterns. I love the cosmic stories that happen with them. Uh, I, I tweeted at James Gunn, like, oh, I love to see the Lanterns come in here. I wonder if, because you're doing a Supergirl thing I'm going to talk about a little later, if there's going to be like a Red Daughter of Krypton mm. story where Supergirl essentially gets a Red Lantern ring. Red Lantern is Raid. So imagine a Kryptonian. Imagine Superman and Supergirl, right? Super strength speed they, they can't be killed by regular means the, the the sun gives them like a big power boost now imagine uh the head of the red lantern corps one wants to start it up again it was it was destroyed back in the day and the rings seek out so the lantern rings seek out those who are worthy right imagine a lantern a red lantern ring that's full of rage it basically turns your blood into lava it finds Supergirl, gets on her and turns her into red lantern what a terrifying being <laughs> an absolute terrifying force i love that story red daughter of krypton it's so sick i i, I don't know if it's going to come down the line but if they do it's gonna be a problem she's gonna be a problem <laughs> for everybody. And it's such a great story. It's 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 incredible. But I want to get ahead of myself here, Chris. Like lanterns, HBO, like true detective, he said.
1: Amazing show. I think what's great about those characters is how how expansive they can be, because like uh, I haven't read much of, of Green Lantern, but like how Jordan like can be like have normal regular like single superhero in a city adventures right but then also can blast off into space and have like be all over the galaxy doing stuff it's such a like just a great like spectrum of types of stories they can tell with with these folks and also it's like kind of amazing that they never really brought they never truly brought green lantern into the Snyderverse. um so that's that's pretty cool. I mean, everyone pretty much writes off the Ryan Reynolds movie. Let's be honest. Like no one even thinks about that anymore. I mean, Ryan um, as, Reynolds,
0: Ryan Reynolds writes off the Ryan
1: Reynolds. He movie. <laughs> yeah, he writes off that too. So, um I mean, now that we're in a much better spot with like what we know superhero movies can do, I think they can do an amazing job with this character and oh my god, serge just think of the friggin' visuals we're going to get with this. Dude. It's going to be
0: bananas absolutely incredible guys like this this is the show you have to pay attention to right lanterns on on hbo right this is a show we all have to watch we all have to pay attention to because they're going to find james gunn said a terrifying mystery that's going to go into the dc cinematic universe i can't wait to see what it is is it going to be the anti-life equation is it going to be something with Dark Side? Is it? I have no idea. But whatever it is, like it's something you ha- you can't ignore. You got to watch this thing. Um, moving right along in the announcements, Chris uh, James Gunn went on to talk about the Authority. This is going to be a movie. Um, the Authority is a group of superheroes who think the world is broken. They don't want to fix it by any means necessary. Think about like a hyper mm. Justice League. Um, I personally don't know too much about Same. The Authority, but James Gunn says it's, it's one of his passion projects. He cannot wait for us to see what they're cooking with this movie, The Authority. Um, so there's that. Uh, the next thing, Chris, um, I'm looking forward to, because this is one of my favorite heroes here. Um, James Gunn went, went on to announce Paradise Lost. This is a TV series about uh, yeah. Wonder Woman. So Paradise Lost uh, takes place on Themyscira, the uh, like the island of the Amazonians, right? So uh, he said this is going to be sort of like a Game of Thrones TV series, and I'm really excited for that. Um, Paradise Lost is uh, based on the comic as well. Um, I believe it, it's, it takes place before Wonder Woman. I, yeah, we're to chat because I said that too. Uh, and I think it's it's sort of about how she comes into being. And then following her as well, because in my opinion, the best best part of those Patty Jenkins movies was yeah. *Thermonuclear* and was *The Island*. Um, so some of the No Man's Land stuff was was pretty good, but all in all, like the first movie, I thought I thought was okay. I thought the *Thermonuclear* stuff was amazing when you're more fantastical, more comic booky. Just seeing the way they lived, the way they acted, you know, Zack Snyder hiring female athletes and bodybuilders to embody the amazonians and seeing them fight together i thought that was great but uh chris i mean paradise lost a tv series that's going to be akin james Gunn said to game of thrones that's a big that's a big claim
1: (laughs) it is man i mean if you think of like what that island is um like i mean it's pretty much gonna turn i feel like it's gonna just turn into like a god of war type scenario like it could be, it could be <laughs> that level it could be really freaking cool um i agree he probably was like watch wonder woman was like why did we why did they leave the island like why why didn't they just have freaking awesome adventures here that would be the dopest like why aren't we going back to the past if like what if it is like the first time they had to fight Ares? like Ooh. how dope would that show be i i'm a thousand percent on board with that let's let's do this robin right Penn is freaking slashing dudes the whole time i'm into it
0: hell yeah i mean i've been seeing it since wonder woman 84 came out. i mean wonder woman has a fantastical story right i believe if they took the god of war route and had more of the like magical comical type stories where she's fighting gods and monsters i mean (laughs) how is it that you know she has these uh, incredible fantasy weapons all these accoutrements you know she's a warrior Mm -hmm. herself and then we're in a mall in the 80s talking about some <laughs> ex-boyfriend that's long dead and now he's embodying some current hallmark movie looking oh guys like, like why is that the story why is she not like like battling Hades why is she she not you know like like talking to Apollo why 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 are we not like fighting cosmic beings that have come down to earth or, or some sort of threat that she has to use her super strength and powers against I mean we're going up against regular dudes I mean it makes no sense like unleash oh. her as Wonder Woman put the yep. wonder Back in Wonder Woman, give her some adventure, some globe-trotting things, take her around the world and f- fighting some kind of threat. Like, let's go. I mean, come on, you know. Pedro Pascal going to grant you wishes. <laughs>
1: Listen, he was the best part of that movie. <laughs> it's Do crazy you know it's funny of, like, uh, it, like
0: that thing released around christmas time i was, I was watching with uh with my family and my, my brother-in-law's family like everywhere so we have people of all ages you know of, mm. all, of all races you know they're 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 italian american and we're, 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 we're so and, and no one liked the movie they all blame me for putting it on. i was like what i was like what? how what was you i was supposed heard? to know did you watch this one know. it was great they all blame me—men, women, old, young. They're like, "What was that?" I'm like, "I'm sorry. I apologize to the whole family, all ages and people." I'm like, "What's happening here? That's crazy." <laughs> moving right along here is something I'm very interested in as well. I mean, I, I pfft, this Everything. announcement. I, I mean, ho- like, bro, yo. So moving right along here with the announcements, James Gunn. James Gunn was dropping bombs, man. James Gunn wanted all the smoke with Marvel coming up. He said, "Oh yeah, you're gonna drop me, huh?" Wasn't I'll show you wasn't what's just going little on. Little carrots. Coop. He was showing you some freaking meat. <laughs> All right, hell yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> dude. Batman the Brave and the Bold, hell yeah. So, Batman the Brave and the Bold, and the announcement, James Gunn actually didn't say if it was a TV or movie series. That's hmm. true, don't know, but it's based on the Grant Morrison comic run with Batman's son Damien Wayne. He's a little assassin who uh Batman tries to get in line, and it's the beginning of the Batman family. For those who aren't aware who Damian Wayne is, basically, long story short, when a Batman and a Batwoman. <laughs> when a Batman and Ra's al Ghul's daughter. When uh, Batman and Ra's al Ghul's daughter, Talia al Ghul, got together, right? So there's the, uh, what is it? Is, is it? The League of Shadows, League of Assassins? I can't, yeah, League of Shadows. Well, the League of Shadows, right? So the top assassination organization, uh, secret underworld body in D.C., right? The top one of all time headed by Ra's al Ghul, Ra's al Ghul, however you want to say it. Uh, his daughter is uh, Talia al Ghul, so she grew to like Batman. If you read the comics and seen the animated series, you played the games, you know who she is. Uh, they had a kid together, unbeknownst to Bruce Wayne. He didn't know Damien existed for a long time. Now, what Talia did, and I don't know if they're going to go with this in this series or movie, um, there is also some mysticism to this League of Assassins. Uh, you've got Lazarus pits, which you go in there. It keeps you young. It it, it reborns you, mm-hmm. but you lose a piece of your soul. There's also some other mysticism in which she used their mysticism to sort of grow Damien up a little bit, accelerate his growth to where he was like, like a, uh, like a tween. Um, and She wanted him to be a good assassin, wanted him to, to be a tool as soon as possible. So mm-hmm. this kid was sent out on assassin missions. And before he even turned 18, he's got bodies on him. He's dropped people across the world he is a danger his moral compass is askew so when he comes into bruce wayne's life like batman's got to teach him no like this we don't kill people this is not what we do and Damon would always argue well if you don't kill these people they're going to come back they're going to harm people how many times have you re-released the joker how many people has he hurt and whenever you watch the, the the dc animated movies and tv series you're like damn he's sort of not <laughs> but you know yeah. and you, you can't blame it because he was event- essentially brainwashed into thinking no you have to kill people you have to go down this route and i'm so excited that james Gunn is going down the damien thing because chris this is how dc is going to differentiate themselves from marvel right we have yeah. the lone wolf and cub we have the young kids and the adults right we have the young kids and adults in marvel but now in dc you have a badass one he had this badass little kid who literally has bodies on him right he's taken lives he's killed men all around the world and he even tries he even tries to slice up batman a couple of times but he's freaking batman you can't just you can't slice him up like deadly meat and bruce will be like yo cut it out bro like you know i'm Batman, <laughs> right you can't come at me because even in this panel here we're looking at like he's trying to get at him. And bruce is like yo cut it out stop it because damon will try to test him he does try to get at him be like Okay, okay, okay. Every swap in Batman is going to put him in line and be like, no, I'm the leader here. I don't care what your grandfather said, what your mother says, you know, because his grandfather would be like, oh, Bruce is soft. Bruce is this. You know, don't listen to him, yada, yada, yada. You know, but, uh, yeah, you have this badass little boy who's going to be with Batman, and that's something different from, you know, from, from from Marvel. But not, I mean, closest thing, X-23, right? Closest thing, yeah. Logan,
1: right? It's also, so I think this is, this is going to be really cool for folks that maybe, like, like like Batman but didn't really do a huge deep dive like there's probably there's a ton of people that probably don't know who Damian Wayne is and it's just such like a really cool engaging story too that like oh yeah Batman had a kid and then he found out later and the kid's just an assassin like what are you gonna do when your kid's basically a villain villain and you have to like try to bring him into your family and bring him into your world like that's an amazing dynamic that really hasn't been explored in any of any of the movie like the movies whatsoever um That's cool. Like, what if Robin was more of a dickhead? And yeah, like that's great. Like, (laughs) that's the movie you're gonna get. Um, I'm into it. That's that's such a good idea. If you're gonna if you're gonna do Batman, let's do Batman differently. Where Batman's not the only focus; it's really gonna be more on his son.
0: And and we know it works too because people loved Logan. People absolutely love the relationship between between an older Logan and this uh, lone wolf and cub story with uh, with the young X twenty three. And, uh, you know, him trying to get her in line too, and her literally killing people, slicing their necks, cutting them up. People loved it. That movie made a lot of money. People still love it to this day. People still rewatch it to this day. So they know it's a formula that works. And I love how Mm -hmm. James Gunn is differentiating you know themselves from marvel because he could have gone gone with other robins there were a lot of Mm -hmm. other robins to go with you know there's a little good boys getting two shoes you know you have stuff like jason Jason todd Todd. you know but i think damien especially because like damien is more prevalent in the newer run of animated stuff they're doing so even if they do do like an animated movie or tv show leading up to it, it it still will keep within continuity but i love them differentiate themselves from marvel he's not a little goody goody he d- he does not hesitate to kill and i'm gonna love seeing the dynamic between him and batman bruce wayne in their morality and what's right and wrong what they have to do and damon's sort of calling himself but seeing a fully capable and deadly robin
1: <laughs> up on dude screen. i want alfred to deal with that that's what i want to see how is <laughs> yeah. gonna, deal with yeah.
0: <laughs> gonna love it absolutely love it so that announcement was great to me yeah. Um, Here's an announcement of one of our own uh, Booster Greg loves. Uh, Booster Gold <laughs> mm-hmm. is coming up here. Um, so there's an announcement of Booster, which I was surprised. He was like, oh, we're getting Booster Gold. Let's go. So, it was
1: supposed to be Donald Face On and in, uh, in the CW run. Yeah. And then they yeah. canceled that.
0: Mm-hmm. And now he's he's bringing it up into the new universe. So Booster yeah. Gold is going to be a TV series, right? Booster Gold is sort of a, a pop cult hero. <laughs> a lot of people who know him love him. So for those who don't know, uh, long story short, he's basically a loser from the future, from the far and future. He comes back to our time so everyone will love him as a hero. He has a lot of future tech. So to us, some of it looks like, you know, he actually has powers, but it's a lot of just future tech, and he tries to be a hero um so i can't wait to see that tv series it's so funny how james gunn is taking these like other characters i mean he's done it i mean he made us love Ratcatcher. <laughs> you know what i mean that's true like it's 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 gonna be crazy oh man but uh i i, I that's gonna be interesting to see um but what do you think of the booster Gold announcement do you, like do you know him, like too much about like that's the only thing i really know about
1: him. i know nothing about booster gold every time i see like things with booster gold i feel like he's um Oh my God! What's the uh, who's the professor from the second Harry Potter book, Lockhart? I feel like he's the DC version of Professor Lockhart. Is how I'm picturing him, just like way too shiny and fake. <laughs> oh, you think so? Yeah. So I'm I'm into it, and then Greg's gonna yell at me and be like, "He's nothing like that," and I'm gonna. Like, oh, man, that's fine. <laughs> Greg's not here. It's our own show. We do a our own. That's right. Way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, next up on the
0: slate here, man, James Gunn was cooking, dude. He kept going. He just Hell kept going. Hell, yeah. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. This is very interesting. Now, the Supergirl show in the CW was uh, Ixnay. Now, a lot of people really liked the show. I started mm-hmm. watching it at first just to see what was up because I liked the Supergirl character. Again, growing up on the animated TV shows and movies, um, I think she was done really well in the animated series. Um yeah. An abrupt
1: think, entrance in the animated series, but she was a good a good stay.
0: Yeah, yeah, a really good stay. And even some some of the animated movies, she was sick. Like there was a uh, you know like a, a, a part where she was taken on dark side for a bit before Superman had had to uh, you know come in. But I think she's a dynamic character that worked really well. And of yeah. course, you want know, something that you know like girls can look up to. She's a, re- a really good moral model for that. Um, but and also
1: this- like Clark Kent is kind of a boring character. Like Superman is interesting. <laughs> Clark Kent's like not in bringing the dynamic of Supergirl um is a much more interesting version of Superman, to be perfectly frank. Gotcha,
0: gotcha, someone who has
1: a much different, a much you know, someone what what if Superman was like just deserted and left to fend for himself instead of raised by a loving family? And like what would that look like? Um yeah, that's like that's a, a good pull. Give yeah. give Supergirl a good treatment.
0: Yeah, no, no, seriously, and it, it comes from a really uh, interesting role. front. Ruchi says, "Get Ana Taylor Joy for Supergirl." I can see that's like real.
1: That would be awesome. She
0: is like, like her
1: acting is
0: incredible. If you've seen her in anything, she is phenomenal. She, she's 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 yeah. a girl on fire right now, too. I would I would love to see her Supergirl. I think she could actually do hey, it, man. Yeah. The
1: Menu Queen's Gambit. Yeah, everything,
0: everything right now. It's incredible. Um, so this is a really interesting storyline here, and I thought it was pretty cool. So supergirl woman of tomorrow uh james can describe as a big science fiction epic film damn (laughs) he's coming out swinging here so this story is about supergirl who was raised on a trunk chunk of krypton so when krypton saw its doom and eventually exploded uh supergirl was raised on a chunk of it with her family uh she essentially watched everyone around her perish in some terrible way Um, there's a lot to this story that I don't... Like, I I looked up myself. I don't want to spoil if it's going to be this big, huge epic. There's something with the key art here and the sword in the background and some other people involved. But, uh, yeah, I like the art. From what I read of the story, it's going to be a banger. Um, I really like that he's describing it as a big science fiction epic film, so it sounds like they're going to pay some special attention to Supergirl, which I think is important because there's a lot of fans of the TV show, and you need all those people to go somewhere, right? So if you really Mm -hmm. promise them... A banger of a show, like listen, we got you guys. We know <laughs> the series is gone, but hey, we got y'all. <laughs> okay, come on over, the Baked In fan base, come on over to us. We got you. You know, what do you think of the announcement of a uh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm game with it. Um, another character that just hasn't gotten the big picture treatment. We've seen pop up in other aspects, whether it be animated, the DC, oh, sorry, the CW run and whatnot. Um, yeah, I'm good. It's a great character nice. Bring her in. and
0: the um and the last thing uh james gunn went through was uh <laughs> he said it's totally outside of the dcu but it's gonna tie into everything is a uh, swamp thing and that was <laughs> the last possible thing i would ever <laughs> think to hear didn't they make james a swamp gunn. thing movie
1: or a tv show uh, they, they made, they made a it, tv
0: show and uh, did it get canceled they, after
1: like a second episode
0: yeah it, it got canceled it got ixnade and no one really knows why but for any everyone who saw it said it was actually really good so I don't know why they cancelled if it was actually good maybe mm. it was too good and too I, I heard it was uh, not really a horror but it was too mature and it kind of didn't line up with what the CW was doing because the CW gotcha. like shows were you know essentially aimed at younger people and they yeah. had a sort of like a like soap opera type thing and swamp thing probably didn't align with all that Yeah. Um. but yeah I James can say that he says totally it's outside of DCU but it will tie in and that's all the announcements he had for uh, the DCU. Chris, you hear all these announcements. You hear James Gunn mm-hmm. do this whole presentation. What is your outlook on the future of the DC Cinematic Universe?
1: It's tough to say because, I, I mean, I feel like Marvel just hits everything so hard and DC just does its own very different thing. Um, but I also didn't really, I guess, it, the the Snyder of it all kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and just, I do think that James Gunn does a, a weird dark a darkness with a lightness, which is weird. Like he tells dark stuff, but like dark stories, but there's levity and humor and gravity to what he does. So it's, I I feel like it's not just gonna be like, oh, I just hate everyone all the time. But like, well, everything's gonna have a really good tone. That and he wants to let each director kind of do their own thing thing and tell the story the way that they want to tell it. Um, Which I think is a very different approach than what Marvel has been doing. I think Marvel has been trying to bring a little bit of that into it to varying levels of success. But um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited to see what happens. I mean, he killed it with the Suicide Squad. I hated the first Suicide Squad. And this second one, I was like, oh my god, this is this is what that first movie should have been. This is way better. This is, this is popcorn eating time, my friends. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm into it. I'm excited to see what happens. Um, it's great. Let's reboot it. Just make good stuff. That's all we ask. I don't really care what it is as long as it's good.
0: Hell yeah. And, and a part of making stuff good is that, uh, James Kennedy's announcement talked about how story is the most important yeah. thing to them, to him. Peter Safran, everyone at DC at Warner Brothers. And I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> Too many times we see certain creators do things because it looks good. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I'm so sick of that. Worry about the story first. I don't care about checkboxes or things have to. Oh, we need this big action sequence in the end. Oh, we need to have this CGI freak fest. Nah. You know what I mean? I'm nah. so sick of that. Just what is the story right mm-hmm. enough of this and oh god enough of this you know oh we have this actor take a look we got Scarjo. like i don't care what's the story what's going on here you know so i love that he put that in there as well but yeah i think this mm-hmm. announcement is a big w for dc big w for james Gunn. hopefully this will make marvel try harder because this current phase that we're in in uh, <laughs> in Marvel, I it's been lukewarm for me. there have been some enjoyment, you know. I, I don't hate it like everybody else. Um, I just it's been kind of lukewarm, I've just kind of been passively watching a lot of this stuff and some yeah. of the stuff I really like, like didn't care for. Whatever, it's just not but... knocking
1: it out of the park. It's fine. It's perfectly fine, but we're used to things just absolutely wowing us, and maybe it's... yeah, it can be yeah, compared to the other things we yeah. were
0: used to. I mean, it it doesn't really compare at all. So, and and the problem I think was that Marvel didn't have any competition. So, so the mm-hmm. writers and the creatives in the background, I really don't think, in my own opinion, had to try all that hard because they know everyone's going to automatically flock to the next Marvel thing, yeah. next TV show, next movie, whatever it was. And when you have competition like this competition breeds excellence it's humbling time yeah (laughs) exactly dude and and i'm not saying that dc is going to come out swinging with every single property just Mm -hmm. because james can announce all this stuff but there's a sort of hope for the future for dc i'm a a dc fan marvel everything but like i really like dc growing up and it sucked when like i see property after property where Zack sander's like okay here's a dark look on this here's a dark look on that here's what i think these characters should do it's just like bro i i don't think you're the guy for dc i think he's good when he does his own properties right like i like the movie he made with batista and the zombies and in, in las vegas i thought that that was pretty fun and i'm looking forward to his uh new movie on netflix coming out it's like uh, something akin to star wars it's like something moon rebel moon mm-hmm. whatever hey man I, I think you're good doing just like uh you know <laughs> ryan johnson doing your own properties but anyway um I'm looking forward to this slate of DC. I mean, it's insane. We got Batman, Brave and the Bold, him and Damien, the Authority, Lanterns, let's really (laughs) go. Amanda Waller, Creature Commandos, Blue Beetle. You know, I mean, shout outs to, you know, the Latino gang. You guys are getting your representation. Yeah, your Your own thing up on screen there. That's that's wonderful, you know, like 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 you know, like I see a lot of like Hispanic content creators who are just talking about that in this announcement because like that's the biggest thing to, to them. And and shoutouts to you guys, you guys get your own thing there. I mean, it's a beautiful thing, uh, Booster Girl for you know the cult following he's got. All of you are happy <laughs> for that, you know, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, everyone who loves Supergirl TV show, and now you're getting that. I mean, everyone's getting something here, and it's great. So the eight to ten years of DC is looking bright, and this is only. The first chapter called Gods and Monsters. This is only chapter one. You is how Kevin Feige is going through phases. James Gunn is going through chapters. So I think this reboot, just getting everything out there, wiping things away from the old regime, I think is great. You know, it sucks for people who want to see the background movie, but maybe they're doing the right thing. Maybe it did suck. <laughs> I don't know. But hey, we have a lot to look forward to. Uh, Chris, in these announcements... Which is the one thing you would say you're most excited for? We got Creature Commandos, Waller. We got uh, Superman, Lanterns, The Authority, Paradise Lost, Ban Brave and Bold, Booster, Greg, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, and Swamp Thing.
1: I'm probably gonna say the Brave and the Bold Batman, um, because I feel like I definitely didn't know that Damian Wayne was a thing until just a couple years ago when I started watching the am- like the uh, animated stuff, and I was like, wait, who's this kid? <laughs> um, and learning learning that backstory and being like, oh, that's freaking cool. Um Yeah, I, I, want, I want to see a live action adaptation of that. So, um yeah, that, that's that's on my list. Is is Lanterns your number one or what do you got?
0: Yes, sir. Number one for me has to be Lanterns. Like I, I love I love like just, I love science fiction. I love stories about space. So Mm -hmm. in seeing that we're going to get this like true detective type story. I love the the first season of true detective. I thought it was such a great show. Very Mm. well shot, very well done, very well acted. And I was hooked on it from day one. And I love how James Gunn is juxtaposing this show to that, telling you the quality that it's going to be. Mm -hmm. And especially we got two of the greatest lanterns, Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart, both in the show, both doing their things as Lanterns and us getting some terrifying mystery in which is going to get us into the bigger part of the DCU. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. I mean, it like the powers of the Lanterns are so big, they're so cosmic, and then going into the bigger universe, I can't wait to see. Like we, We've needed a good Green Lantern or just a Lantern core story because it's so epic and so huge for a long time, though. I cannot wait for the Lanterns. And that's all the time we have for this episode. Thank you for listening. Make sure to join us live every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on Twitch. You can also watch these episodes up on YouTube as well. We'll see you guys later. We'll see you another time.